1: So on this week's episode of County Cross Conversations, we welcome back Nick the vet. Um, And it was a great one. We talk about Christmas. So it's fast approaching, we know. And it was all about the foods and stuff that we uh, have extra around at Christmas and what's poisonous or um, not good for our dogs. It was really interesting, actually, wasn't it?
0: It was, yeah. We we learned a few things about when we should panic and when we shouldn't (laughs) um, and things that are definitely toxic to dogs in small doses and those things that we we don't necessarily need to worry about too much. So some good lessons in there.
1: Yeah, and I think that's it. And uh, there were certain things that I learned. And what was the one thing that um, you were just talking about before we recorded um, that I didn't know about either, the sweetener? Yeah.
0: Yeah. we were talking about xylitol the sweetener that's something i've not heard of before that is toxic to dogs and that is often labeled as something different um on food packaging as well so do watch out for if you're sharing processed foods um sweets yeah. with your dog um because there's potentially things in there that um could be harmful to them
1: But let's not tell you any more. Let's go and listen to the episode with Nick. Um, Nice one, really good one. um, And I hope let us know what what you learnt and what you're doing this Christmas with your dog.
0: Welcome to this episode of Canny Cross Conversations. Today, those regular listeners amongst you will remember Nick the Vet from our Ask the Vet series that we've recently published. And Nick is joining us again today to chat about being prepared in case our pets eat something they shouldn't over the Christmas season, which we know it does happen sometimes. So thank you, Nick, for joining us. Would you just like to give our listeners a quick introduction to yourself and then we'll dive straight in?
2: Yeah, well, apparently I'm Nick the Vets. I'm, I'm sure there are other Nicks and they might be some of the Nick the Vets as well. So I'm just one of the many Nick the Vets is quite a common name. Um, but yeah, I'm a practising uh, vet. A small animal vets in uh, in Leicestershire. Uh, so, um, yeah, I see dogs, cats and all the other little animals that come through. So, used to do the bigger stuff, but not anymore. So, yeah, I have, uh, we, we get a constant uh, run of animals coming in that have eaten things they shouldn't do, that's for sure.
0: Yes, I'm sure. I know my dog likes to eat lots of things that she shouldn't do, <laughs> as do many.
1: So, it, does it get busier around Christmas?
2: Um, well... The general business gets quieter, probably, because there's less routine stuff and people have got less cash to spend at the vets because they're too busy on Black Friday uh, buying (laughs) stuff online. As we record this on Black Friday. (laughs) But, um, yeah, in terms of um, uh, uh, things that dogs have eaten that they shouldn't that, like, make them sick, um, then, yeah, we're definitely busier, yeah. um, Yeah. Through, obviously, the pre-Christmas period, for sure, and going through just after Christmas.
1: So let's go straight in. What are the biggest food-related dangers for dogs during Christmas, Mm. the whole whole period now?
2: Well, there's probably um, the two biggest ones are, uh, not surprisingly, chocolate. Um, Chocolate is uh, uh, a bit poisonous to dogs, depending on how much they eat. Um, So, um, yeah, we get chocolate, uh, we get... um, Obviously, there's lots of mince pies and Christmas cake hanging around, and so they contain uh, grape products. So that's raisins and sultanas. So we get plenty of those uh, kicking around. Um, not so much other stuff, but we get a, a run of um, the sweetness xylitol uh, that that's in some sweets, and also in some people have make sort of cakes around Christmas that have that sort of thing in, and that can that's not that's very incredible. good either. Um, I guess there's uh, decorations that uh, can get consumed, tinsel. Um, there's oh yeah, so those are those are, the, those are the big things. Macadamia nuts, they're they're not very friendly. Onions um, and the onion family, uh, they can cause problems as well. So we get phone calls about that, and I sometimes have to uh, act on those things. Um, overeating generally, yeah. So just dogs that have engorged on. Massive amounts of food, and that obviously causes them trouble.
1: And uh, sort of things like because I, I remember a uh, friend has dog ate a uh, whole pack of butter and, and things like that. So if we're, all, we're making stuff for Christmas and stuff like that, that's bad for them as well, isn't it? The sort of fatty things. Yeah.
2: So uh, you know, there's more. I guess there's just more food hanging around, isn't there? So um yeah, we've, yeah, we've had blocks of butter before. That's for sure. Not just the butter, but usually the packet that the butter's in as well. That usually gets. That goes so that can cause different problems. Um, yeah, I, I, I did, and I guess there's we have uh, relatives staying over, so there's more, um, you know, some people bring, uh, I don't know about you, but you get the old people come around for Christmas and they've got their, their uh, supply of drugs that they leave on the top. And sometimes the dogs all, you know, uh, decide to overdose on, on that sort of thing. So, you know, dogs are, are crazy, especially if you've got, you know, Labrador's or Labrador types, because they're the ones that's um tend to be a bit a bit a bit crazy
1: yeah that's very true so she with the Labrador
0: yeah (laughs) dogs are very good at tempting relatives to give them food I remember one year with our old dog we we actually put a sign around her neck because my nan would constantly feed her chips and things um and yeah would not listen even though we said please don't feed the dog she has eaten
2: yeah I mean we're all going to treat our dogs at christmas yeah, um, we so do. um you know it's not not uncommon for people to prepare a little uh, christmas lunch uh, for their dogs but um you know if they're not used to that sort of food um then don't be surprised if it's a uh, if it comes out the other end in a slightly more liquid format you know so it's um you know so we get loads of tummy upsets as well uh, through christmas and there's no no surprises there really yeah so-
0: <laughs> how much of so, food should, would a dog consume before we're worried I mean we mentioned onions I mean, a dog's not going to eat a whole onion are they I mean it, how much or less no, so I guess about?
2: with these sorts of consumption some things have a, a sort of a um I guess a clearly defined amount you can eat so for chocolate for example um the obviously there's three types of chocolate there's the milk chocolate the dark chocolate and white chocolate so the white chocolates pretty much non-poisonous so if a dog can eat a whole load of uh, uh, milky bars or whatever, and they're not going to cause, cause a big problem. Um, the dark chocolate is, is is quite toxic. It's about five times more toxic than, the, than, than milk chocolate. But uh, milk chocolate isn't that toxic, really. So, you know, for example, um, you know, a dog would have to probably eat a, a decent amount, over 100 grams for 10 kilos. So that means a Labrador could eat, you know, pretty much 300 grams of milk chocolate, and it not be a massive problem for them. Um, but obviously, um, you know, for a smaller dog, that that would be a problem. So, you know, that's that's clearly defined as to how much what we would act on. And when dogs, are, we get phone calls loads of times through Christmas uh, and through Easter as well, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, usually the thing to know is, you know, how big is your dog and, and what has it actually eaten? Because then we can work out whether they should be panicking uh, and come into the vets, so, and then we usually would make dogs sick if they've consumed it within within the first three or four hours. um uh, or we can or we can just say to them, don't worry about it. Uh, we might get a bit of uh, you yeah, know vomiting diarrhea, that kind of thing, and we don't have to worry. but things like um yeah, grapes, uh yeah, raisins and sultanas, that's not really there's not really a toxic range for those. so, Um, You know, you have to be a little bit more cautious in your advice, because although the odd raisin probably isn't going to be an issue for a dog, uh, we have to say that, well, we don't know that. Um, So we're much more likely to make a dog sick if it's just had, uh, you know, a a, a half a mince pie or something, because there's going to be quite a lot of raisins in that, uh, despite what sort of size the dog might be. Um, so what i sorry what actually happens to the dog if if because
1: i know there's an, another episode with the same friend with the butter actually she's had lots of dogs and lots of uh, <laughs> issues um you know so one of them got into a packet of currants, i think and but they didn't know how much they'd eaten and they didn't know how long ago it was so these time frames and the amounts sort of obviously quite important
2: yeah so um Usually, it's within about the first three or four hours that we would make a dog sick if we felt that was appropriate to get rid of, you know, reducing the amount that dogs are going to absorb, um, you know, through its intestines. So, uh, a lot of the time, people will know exactly, you know, when they ate it because they they've popped upstairs and then have realised that the, <laughs> the plate is now empty. Um, but um, if it's within four hours, yeah, it's, it's going to be worth making a dog sick uh, on those sorts of ingestions. Uh, that's for sure. So, what sort of things happens to
1: the dog if we if we don't even notice they've eaten it and they've taken in obviously the right amount? What well, sort
2: of? I guess things like um, firstly, you might not notice any problem. So, for example, you know your dog could have eaten uh, half a Christmas cake, and there might not be any outward signs. You might not know until your dog goes into kidney failure a couple of weeks later that oh, really? that, that, that that's you know happened. So. Um, They obviously can cause vomiting, diarrhoea. Chocolate, for example, will cause dogs to get uh, a bit agitated and hyper. And so if they have a large volume of that, they can then go into seizures. Um, So each each sort of toxic thing will cause slightly different symptoms, usually gut related and, and probably uncomfortable in the belly. Uh, but but a lot of them can then lead on to other things. As I said, uh, raisins, the thing with that is that uh, that can cause kidney issues. So if we are presented with a dog, we'll make them sick. And then if we think that's not got rid of most of it, then we would uh, give them drugs to try and uh, help absorb some of the toxins before they get absorbed. So we give them some oral uh, uh, sort of medicine. Uh, but we might also put them on a drip for, uh, for 48 hours just to support kidney function, just in case uh, um in case that's going to be a problem. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's quite frightening actually. So would a dog develop any other kind of behaviours or symptoms if if they if that was to happen, if we if we miss them eating something dangerous, you know? Yeah, could it be it really be, I
2: I guess, you know, a bit dull and lethargic. Um, you know, with kidney disease, you get excessive thirst and maybe a lack of appetite sometimes, but it can be very variable. So yeah, I mean the the the, the thing with onions as well, that's not very well known as to how much a dog can take so we have to be, obviously if your dog eats uh, a, a few little bits of chopped onion you, you kind of assume that that's not going to be a problem and i wouldn't personally worry about it but if uh if a dog eats a half a an onion then it can cause problems in terms of gut issues and it can cause uh, problems with the red blood cells as well and, and cause anemia so yeah there's, there's different things that will cause so uh, the only thing we can do as vets is to advise people either to Make uh, the animal sick. Uh, that's if they've eaten something non caustic. Um, so that's most of the foodstuffs. Uh, and then just support them um, in case uh, we're going to get problems with the amount that's been absorbed. So, how
1: do you make a dog sick?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> it, well, dogs are actually, funnily enough, dogs are probably the most sicky animal in the world, aren't they? You know, yeah, they yeah. they would just throw up willy nilly. Um, I don't know, my dog would just throw up at least once every few weeks you just see them honking around in the garden just because they've eaten something gross yeah um, i just need to buy a
0: new rug to
2: be honest and yeah it. it's, yeah, uh, yeah it's, usually on, it's usually on the nice rug it's not on that yeah it's, it's not on the <laughs> kitchen bit where it's the tiles it's always they they move and then they don't just stand there they just sort of go around and retch in different areas so it's not even in one pile uh but um when you want to make them sick sometimes they don't want to be sick Funny enough but uh there is a, a drug we use uh, called apomorphine uh and it's a uh, it, it, it's 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 related to morphine but it just hasn't got the funky the funky sort of uh, effects of, of morphine otherwise we'd be taken taking it uh, it just has the side effects of making dogs vomit um so it works very very effectively
1: so there's nothing we personally as owners can do to make our dogs sick in the potential yeah
2: well um you know in the olden days um you know you used to try and give things to make dogs when well, we didn't have that um I guess you could use um you know salt solution um but that doesn't work very well because i've I've been there and tried (laughs) that Uh, in the olden days you used to have these washing soda crystals i'm not talking personal but i'm talking the actual old-fashioned washing soda crystals and they used to work very effectively um but um no it, it is hard to make a dog sick when you want them to be sick i would say it's it's not easy because you because look what dogs eat like fox poo rabbit poo yeah. this. They're, not, they're not sick on it are they we would we wouldn't okay. even get halfway through it but um <laughs> no dogs uh, won't be sick when you want them to be so really it is um the drug is very good yeah you give an injection and within three or four minutes they're, they're, they're barfing all over the place <laughs> you have such a lovely job don't you <laughs> yeah yeah no so it's, uh, no, it's usually one we give to the nurses i give the injection run out and say can you handle can you deal with this but i'll be back in 15 minutes and they're finished <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, we've, had all, we've had
2: all sorts of evacuations uh you know in, in terms of you give dogs sick because they've eaten um all, all sorts of stuff i've had I've had people have you know their socks knickers just all sorts of you know soft objects like that but obviously the best thing you know we get rat poison is obviously not a christmas related one but that's probably quite a common one um chocolate's very common and and lots of sultanas are as well i mean my dog's had a a 500 pounds bag of sultanas in the past um and um yeah, she had to be made sick so yeah
1: so do you, do you find that the, the dogs do you get that very often with chocolate then that they they've eaten the
2: acquired you know the the sort of the right amount is that, um, is that yeah it's usually the dark chocolate so dark chocolates um a lot more so you know for example the maths would be something like I know 20 grams for a 10 kilo dog and 20 grams is nothing. So, um, yeah, so it's usually the dark chocolates where we get, uh, to make dogs sick more, but, um, yeah. And, so.
1: and have you heard the stories of how that dog's got to that? Is it something being left out or is it or the dog, co- you know, got it or is it, is it like around Christmas time? I know we have always have a box of quality street, which I do leave on the floor. Unfortunately, my Labrador doesn't go for it, but. yeah, um,
2: No, it's exactly that. We just get a bit slack, I think, because, um, at Christmas, there's just more stuff hanging around, isn't there? There's there's the lint chocolates, there's the the little treats. Sometimes they're even hung on the tree. You get the chocolate decorations. You get presents under the tree where they've been wrapped up for somebody, and the dogs obviously sniffed it out and and decided to help themselves. So um, it does happen. I mean, I've had again my dogs eating a whole load of Belgian dark chocolates previously hidden in the bottom drawer in the office, and um, she's you know gone in there and helped herself. And you're a vet, so the next question
1: is.
2: (laughs) Really, I'm I'm a bad owner, though. Yeah. Yeah, I I suppose there's a
1: difference between
2: owners.
1: Yeah. So what? um, What? What sort of things do you think we should do to safeguard our homes? I mean, obviously, have locked drawers in your office, maybe.
2: Yeah, I think. I think just think certainly in terms of. Edible treats and things, just think about where you put in them. Think about the access your dog has to these areas. When you're making, um, I don't know, you, when whether you're making mince pies and things like that, you just gotta think about the access that the dog's got to to these areas. It's easy to lose concentration. You only have to, you know, the doorbell goes, you walk out of the kitchen and and there, there you go. You know, it's two minutes later, how long does it take a Labrador to eat six mince pies, you know? Like they inhale them in about sort of three seconds. So, yeah, and they yeah, know, so they I even think it's yeah, just you're trying to be, yeah, just, you just have to think about access. That's all you can do.
1: And I, and I think on Christmas trees, if you're going to have chocolate decorations, but I don't know why you would when you've got a dog, is put them up higher probably.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah and then the Christmas tree will end up on the floor and then they'll still eat the, uh... <laughs> and they'll still eat them anyway. No, who knows? But I mean, but again, those little tiny, you know, the odd little, uh, treat from the trees like i said if it's just milk chocolate it's not going to cause huge problems and even if they rip up the little bits of you know the the uh the metal foil it's not going to cause huge problems but um dogs will eat all you know they'll eat all sorts won't they yeah
0: yeah they will you mentioned tinsel earlier though is that is, is that problematic does that well, only in
2: that you know if, if these things that you know puppies and younger dogs will sort of chew through you know if they eat things like that they can cause obstructions um Uh, And so you just have to be a bit more careful with those. Yeah, so dogs will pick up anything, won't they? They'll uh, they'll chew through these little toys as well. Um, And sometimes they're not that dog-friendly. And then they eat eat bits of soft. The soft furnishings, you know, these soft toys can sometimes cause problems. They can get stuck, you know, just like hard things like uh, stones and balls and things like that. They just cause a slightly different problem, but they can still certainly cause us to have to open animals up and take them out
1: Well, um just going back to chocolate because i remember when i had my very first labrador and I, I expect they're still around used to get chocolate treats for them what were they made out of
2: well i think they just <laughs> i guess they've gone through a process where they take out the, the 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 it's not chocolate itself it's something called theobromine which is just one of the chemicals within chocolate so i presume they've had some sort of Um, processing that uh, makes them safe I guess that's why I anyway. have tried those years (laughs) ago they don't taste very good (laughs) but I guess it's just a thought isn't it because at the end of the day dogs aren't really designed to eat chocolate they'd rather have a you know a liver treat or a or or, you know some meaty treat but um, you know people just you know we like chocolate therefore you, you would assume that dogs would Love chocolate. They were good boy chocs. That's what they were.
0: Yeah, I remember so... those little chocolate drops.
2: Yeah. I presume you can still get them. I don't I think know. you
1: Can yeah. I haven't. I, haven't. I haven't. I have no I idea. I have no I have,
2: idea.
1: I no, no, no. Exactly. So treating we we. So I was I was just going to think treating during the holidays. I know we're probably going to treat them a little bit
2: more, but they don't need it, do they? <laughs> well. No, I you know well, but we all like treats, don't we? The dogs obviously don't have the psychology of it being Christmas and these sorts of things, but it can kind of make us feel a bit better, can't it? so you know we're we we're, we're 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 the same as anyone else we have our we have our Christmas dinner and then we'll go out and we'll get the mashed potato and a few carrots and a bit of turkey and um and, and feed it to the dogs. We'll even put little Christmas hats on the dogs and then video them eating the Christmas meal because it's kind of fun uh, but it's yeah as long as everything's in moderation you know and your dog's used to eating those sorts of things you know if you've got a dog that's got specific uh, gut issues or was on a special diet and then you go and throw his a whole load of stuff that it doesn't normally see um you know don't be surprised if it causes a bit of vomiting or diarrhea or tummy ache same as us but yeah little little bits are fine though obviously
1: i think i'm obviously a really nasty dog owner dog mother mother <laughs> I treat my dog as well <laughs> have you never done a christmas
2: a christmas dinner for your dogs no oh. Oh, you're really horrible have <laughs> you michelle
0: yeah she gets yeah we we share our food with her as long as it's safe for her to eat like even in the evening if we're having a bit of ice cream we'll go and get her a dog treat as well so she feels included yeah
2: i thought you're gonna say you're gonna give her the ice cream
0: no no <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's <laughs> enough for them otherwise <laughs>
1: Well, I'm, I'm keen to hear all our listeners out there what, whether I am really boring, you know, dog mum and just keep it to a routine, or uh, um, whether I need to lighten up this year. <laughs> so, so give me some ideas.
0: Pickle says yes. Please, can I have a Christmas dinner, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, obviously so. Um, so are there? Um, there's other hazards, isn't there, over Christmas? What What are the main ones that you? I know you're not particularly a behaviorist or anything like that, but what other can we do to make things
2: nicer for our dogs over christmas well i suppose the main thing over christmas is that you're going to have more comings and goings um you know i guess you've got people visiting usually or not usually but a lot of people will have people staying over um there might be kids uh, uh that you know you might have a dog that doesn't like children suddenly you know somebody turns up with little babies and, and toddlers that are, are going to sort of really upset that particular dog so uh, i think that would be one of the big dangers for me anyway in terms of we have always had family staying so again you have to know your dog what it will cope with um and if it's you know he's going to get stressed out by kids running around you've got to provide an area where the dog is safe uh, a safe haven uh, you know maybe a separate room an area where they can chill out uh, and also you know I, g- I guess inform the people that are coming as to how to behave with the dog maybe not to give it treats maybe not to approach it in its bed if it's a bit a bit dodgy all, all those sorts of things i guess yeah i think it's
0: just is, keeping everyone safe
1: isn't it yeah do you see any sort of um I, I, I don't mean reactions i don't know what word that means but after christmas do you see dogs that, that have changed because of the trauma of christmas or something like that or is that
2: just um well we, we, i guess we wouldn't see those come through the surgery but um um but it must happen yeah i mean people are uh, and yeah that, that will happen all the time It's. Um, it's a stressful time for everybody including the dogs i guess and there's a change of routine as well you know people will probably sometimes they're a dog that uh, doesn't normally go out for a walk then suddenly gets dragged out for five miles because the, the relatives are turned up and they've got to go out somewhere or, or and the opposite as well where people just turn into catch potatoes for two weeks and um and you know the dog doesn't see the light of day because it's cold and horrible and someone's just sitting on the sofa eating chocolate <laughs> You
0: know? I think when we're more side, I think we go out less over Christmas. Yeah, so We just, have to just, be just... careful with things like um, when we go to relatives over Christmas, we, we can't pull Christmas crackers with snaps in because she will get really anxious about that. And Prosecco bottle corks, we have to go in the garden and do those because she will cower in fear if she hears the noises. So yeah, no, that's she's aware of all those extra things. Yeah,
2: that's me? a good point. I mean, obviously there's fireworks and stuff as well around here. Yeah. But, um, uh, those no- noise things where dogs are, are maybe don't have access to that sort of a uh, stimulation and then suddenly they've got all these things going on so yeah i'd, I'd definitely say that excellent
1: are they just one last one that i've just remembered are, we, are there any misconceptions about some foods that are actually okay for dogs but we we sort of got this big thing about i suppose in some ways what you said about chocolate is quite interesting obviously if it's you know White chocolate, I didn't, I didn't know that. But are there any others that people sort of don't give their dogs but potentially wouldn't be harmful that you
2: know of? Or, um, no, Not really. I think um, the, I guess the thing is, is that dogs are designed very similar to us in that they, you know, they are omnivores. They can eat um, vegetables. They can eat meat. Uh, and so, um, you know, they can get away with eating most things. It's just things like onions and grapes are a little bit unusual I think macadamia nuts as well maybe that's something you might not have around in the house but some people have them around at Christmas they're 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 toxic as well so there's certain things that. um but yeah dogs can eat most things that's that's it's more to do with gut related problems I guess they're not used to having stuff and then suddenly they're eating these things that they're not used to or they're eating a lot of them as well you know because suddenly um, you know, giving them massive meals of extra leftovers and, you know... Christmas dinners. Christmas dinners. It's, <laughs> it's Boxing Day and you've got loads of turkey left. They, Half the ham joints left, half, you know, all, all these bits. And then suddenly, oh, the dog might as well have them. And, uh, you know, they'll eat them, won't they? Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: yeah.
2: They're not going to refuse it, but maybe it's not. Maybe you should be doing that over a period of, you know, quite a few days if you're going to give that sort of thing to your dog. And then yeah. they have a treat for a week rather than just one giant blowout oh, you know.
1: treat your dog for a, treat your dog for a week over christmas not just for the day yeah, yeah,
2: something
1: yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah is there anything else michelle that you um that i've missed or
2: um
0: no i mean just just what should what steps should we take then if, if our dogs have ingested something dangerous what what tips should we what should we do
2: right um, um well i think um yeah first thing to do is know exactly what they've eaten uh so you get an idea of They've eaten so if you've got packaging uh that kind of thing get an idea of the weight of how much they've actually taken and then just I guess phone up your local vets yeah. and ask for advice obviously there are sources on the internet um but some of that's a bit unreliable but um things like uh foods that are good and bad for dogs some of the big um bigger charity websites I guess have some reliable information so I guess things like uh dogs trust is quite good I think batsy dogs home have uh, good sources blue cross as well so there's there's some reliable sources that will at least give you some information on that sort of thing but they won't necessarily have toxic doses about stuff so
0: yeah. that's
2: when you've really got to rely on your bets and uh, phone up and you know we'll always get back to you know you know might not be able to talk to a bet within two seconds but um you know you'll get a call back uh, shortly as long as you tell people that it's uh likely to have just happened and and you know whether you need to quickly go in the car or whether to uh, whether to relax
1: and enjoy the rest of your Christmas day.
2: Yes, minus a <laughs> chocolates.
1: Yes, exactly. And let you bet have a nice Christmas day too. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant excellent well that's really good and i think it'll be really useful because i've learned some stuff out of there and you know i've had dogs for years so um yeah i'm always learning which is great so thank you very much nick for your time again um i'm sure we'll see you again um and i hope everyone do let us know what you're doing for christmas with your dogs do let us know what christmas dinners you're having and i'll see what i can do for pickle <laughs> Enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends.
0: And if you get a moment, please leave us a review. We'll see you next time on Canny Cross Conversations.
1: Thank you to our sponsor, Get Stronger Run Faster 5k. Find out more about the course at the link in the show notes.
0: It's great for Canny Crossers and runners to improve their 5k time and keep up with the
1: dogs and it will really help you to enjoy running more and avoid injury.